What's up, everybody? Welcome to the State of Wild, episode 93, a regular YouTube video web series podcast thingy. My name is Meowth, and as usual, I'm joined by my two good friends and co-hosts, Raffle and Corbett. How are you guys doing today? You know, I'm doing okay. A little bit under the weather, but, uh, you know, I did manage to hit Legend this week uh, pretty early on with the incredibly powerful and broken Luna's Pocket Galaxy Reno Mage. Oh, everybody's playing that, Rafa. Come I know, on, you couldn't think of something new? You know, it was only a matter of time because we've been talking so much like on pre-release about how certain cards are just going to break this deck and inevitably it's going to be to the point where it is now where, you know, 900% win rate. Like, you, you, can't, you can't top that going into Legend. I even played some games after I hit Legend because I just couldn't stop winning. It's, uh, it's, it, it's bonkers. Ugh, must be a nice problem. I uh, haven't had that issue for a while, so... <laughs> That's alright though, uh, I have not been playing a ton of Hearthstone, I've been away over the uh, weekend, and so I, uh, I'm i just playing catch-up. This feels like the second time this has happened, where I've come into the show, ready to talk about Wild Hearthstone, but I'm still kind of figuring out what's actually going on in Wild Hearthstone, but ready to talk about everything going on with you guys, and um, yeah, get right into it. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about Wild this week myself, uh, as much as I can, uh, allergy season, and it's killing me. Uh, you're going to hear a lot of sniffling, probably, and I apologize in advance, y'all. Uh, but let's hop into it. So before we hop into kind of the, the wild discussion, uh, let's talk about some news. Uh, so first of all, we've got a big balance patch coming Tuesday. Uh, so this is a BG's balance patch, not a constructed balance patch. I probably shouldn't be calling it a balance patch in that those sense of the words. Mm. but uh, it's, it's a content patch. It's They're a content getting, patch. Uh, it's a, it's yeah, a new it's, expansion for right. BG's. Um, that, that's kind of the, the pacing that it goes uh, in between the expansion and the mini set is typically a big battlegrounds patch uh, that includes you know a new feature or tribal of uh, minion type. Yep. So so Nagas are coming to BGs and don't worry, this is not going to become a BGs episode. All of a sudden, don't worry about that. Uh, the big thing here is first of all, no balance patch for constructed, right? So I know a lot of standard players are a little bit sad about that. Um, we, we won't dive too deep into that, other than uh, if you still haven't gotten your 1,000 Demon Hunter wins, uh, now is probably the best time to uh, to hop over to Standard and get some of that done. Um, so no, oh, no can we can we, dive, can we dive into it? I mean, it was so funny, because the uh, the tweet leaked a little bit early about the, uh, the patch, and it was like, oh, a whole bunch of stuff is coming to Battlegrounds, we have some new features, and other things, and everyone was like... Ooh, other things. That that means they're nerfing Drek'thar, right? Like that, that has to be a balance change. It's like, no, that's not that's not what's happening. You, you gotta suffer for two more weeks at least. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's interesting too, being a wild player and looking at this on the other side of things too, because like I feel like Wild's honestly in a pretty good place right now. I'm enjoying myself thoroughly. There's a lot of variety. Uh, there's you know reasonable balance between classes why would we need balance changes we're fine like just keep it yeah. going drekthar is no problem i just played drekthar and silence priest it was it was okay like what <laughs> what do we need to nerf this card for we have called arms in this format what's wrong with you so mm -hmm. um you know it's nice to be on this side of things where like you know i'm actually thoroughly enjoying the format for probably the most since uh forged in the barons or the the whaling caverns um uh mini set in particular and you know, I, I, I definitely feel for people that, that play standard because, you know, we've our format has been there and I don't I, I'm I'm joking. I'm not actually uh, of the mind that things shouldn't change. But like it's a uh, it's a little bit different uh, from this side of the fence, I guess. They were definitely stuck where they weren't going to be able to do anything except a, um, you know, number change. And that's kind of very complicated for a card like Drek'thar uh, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it'll probably go out in two weeks. But man, standard is. It looks awful, I'll be real. So, you know, at least we are hanging on the good side over here, I think. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say that Wild is perfect, then we'll hop into that a little bit. But uh, mm. um, <laughs> I will say it is much better off than uh, where it's standard, where it is literally Demon Hunter. And I think Control Warrior is the only way to counter Demon Hunter, and that's kind of your entire format uh, right now. So like I said, if you're trying to still get your 1,000 wins uh, on Demon Hunter for that sweet, sweet hero portrait, now is probably the best time to just go over there, get, get your, like your 12-win achievement out of the way. Uh, 12 wins in a row. Uh, if you're starting a bronze 10, get that get that free, free, beautiful uh, Demon Hunter skin. Um, so that being said, uh, there's also some quality of life updates uh, unrelated to cards. 
um, or card balance that are coming tomorrow as well, uh, including uh, random card backs. So you get to actually like pre-select like your favorite, like your five or six favorite card backs, and your random card back option will then rotate between those, uh, which is pretty sweet. Uh, but kind of the big one, uh, upgrade to golden feature uh, is here, and I know this does not affect Corb because Corb is like the one weirdo that hates golden cards. Um, but for all of you guys that do like golden cards, um, they have now implemented this upgrade to golden feature. And I think the big news here uh, is that it also becomes much, much cheaper uh, to actually upgrade your cards to golden. Um, so I think the example was if you had a normal legendary and wanted to upgrade it to a golden, it was going to cost you about 2800 dust. In the new system, it'll cost you about, I think, 1600 or something like that. Was I think the... it's just the difference. Yeah, yeah that was the math that I was getting on Twitter. So I'm believing Twitter math, which may be the down of, uh, downfall of me. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, that's pretty hype. For, for me, I, I know I'm in the 1% of people that like golden cards. I own a lot of them. Uh, I'm excited to hear this news. Yeah, it's. I, I think it's a good change simply because it's something that like the community has been asking for for a while. Uh, just because like it does feel bad if you already have a legendary or any card to craft it in gold and then only get the disenchant value. I, I, I guess the bummer is is that like how many yeah it's player friendly but how many players does this actually affect right because like your your typical player isn't the player that's going to be crafting a or upgrading the card into golden they're just trying to craft a deck and trying to fill out the the cards in their deck so like it doesn't really solve the problem for most of the players it just kind of makes the whales happy and the whales are gonna you know keep the uh you know the gold flow and uh or the um actual money flowing for regardless of whether this is uh implemented or not right so like yeah I, i'm i'm happy i'll probably take advantage of this um even though i'm not like a turbo whale myself like i i do have an abundance of of dust so maybe i'll make use of it but so but you know there was a a, a substantial portion of like the very highly engaged audience that uh, did want this uh implemented so you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be you know too upset about that but um you know it, it, it doesn't affect that many many players i'm in my mind i mean it is interesting though that they're going out of their way to make a change that does only affect like the top one percent of the top one percent of consumers a lot of the time um like i can't really think of anything like that where they've uh made sort of a quality of life change for such a sort of largely sort of small subset of the player base i don't know nothing nothing else really jumps to mind in typically you could say that the grim patron change was <laughs> for for that type of uh uh, audience as well that it was really only affecting the the, the top line players so so balance changes true. follow that yeah. s similar principle um because the you know the the decks that are terrorizing the lower ranks aren't that where the majority of people play aren't necessarily the ones that get nerfed immediately because those aren't the ones that are um you know strongest at high level play yeah uh dark Lear and wild by the way cough cough <laughs> um mm, rip example. yeah yeah um but yeah i mean just for for the one percenters, right? Like, when when somebody redeems that channel point option to make me craft a golden card, it'll it'll hurt a little bit less um, <laughs> when they make me craft a golden Mimiron's head or something like that. That I mean, this is great for me, Meowth, because everyone else now is going to be having gold cards, gold decks, and that means I get to be even more special with my old playing out um, decks every time. Of oh, course, you don't need the plain decks to be special. Come on, I, oh, that's a compliment. You. That's a compliment. You're you're special yeah. in everybody's hearts. Come on. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> All right, uh, so let's move on to um, Ixar had a Q and A uh, last week as well, so we can kind of touch on a few of the highlights uh, related to Wild that he touched on there before we hop into uh, some Wild decks and, and talking about that. Um, and so, just uh, just a warning to everybody: these are tweets that are very similar um, to the Matt London tweets or leaks or comments that he made. Uh, on the previous Q&A about two weeks ago. It's not a ton of new content, but kind of just a little bit of official confirmation uh, that these are kind of in the pipeline uh, and something to maybe look forward to. Uh, so the first one here uh, is from 6J, uh, a prominent person in the WoW community. Uh, so this question wasn't really answered in previous AMAs, so if this isn't the place for it, let me know. But I'd be eager to hear more about the design process for wild-focused cards. For example, stuff like Grizzle Wizard or Injured Marauder. So Ixar replied, we rarely design cards ever for wild uh, sometimes there are concepts that we know will be more interesting in wild than they are in standard 
but we don't address problems in Wild through new card design. Yet. And uh, we even got the evil raccoon, you know, rubbing his hands together. So it, it does kind of seem like in the pipeline are these designed for wild cards that are going to come out in some form or manner. Um, and, and so this is kind of like just another confirmation of that. So I just kind of bring it up. Have your have y'all's feelings changed uh, about wild specific cards being released? No. No, I, like we've talked a lot about what Wild needs uh, to be a more prominent uh, format. And I think that a lot of times we landed on just do the Wild Open, just do competitive Hearthstone and Wild, just do... And kind of like I was talking about with the uh, the upgrade to Golden, that doesn't affect uh, the majority of players. I think that an injection of Wild-specific cards would do more to popularize the Wild format than any amount of competitive tournaments, uh, especially with the, you know, the way that... Um, competitive hearthstone is trending in terms of uh, viewership that's not simply mm. because of the uh switch to um to youtube i think it just kind of got oversaturated however if you just inject a bunch of cards that can only be played in a single format they're new they're shiny people want to try them they have to play that new format and that gets eyeballs on the new format people stick around if they enjoy it um you know that that would likely result in maybe some card reveals for wild creators people would get exposure to new creators playing a different format that they might pick up on it and enjoy people would watch the content even if they're not going to try it out themselves or probably will watch it early on to see how the cards play and i'll get exposed to the format and say hey you know i want to try this myself and you know that's a that's a great way for the wild community to grow so yeah i think this is the best thing that uh the wild player base could hope for yeah it's a it's a little surprising i think that they go and do uh do this um i mean it does seem all but confirmed basically like they keep hinting at it pretty openly um but yeah i mean ruffle just made a great like sales pitch on everything uh i still have the concerns where i'm like god i just really hope they don't pull an mtg like not that i play mtg but i've heard uh meow talk about what happened when they did some sort of uh what's the format legacy <laughs> legacy exclusive sets or they they've done stuff like modern horizons right where they print a bunch of new Sorry, modern horizons yeah yeah um so the power creep concern is kind of real but um i'm sure if they if they hit it right then it could be a huge success and you know like ruffle said um definitely seems like the the biggest uh possible incentive that they could really put out there to try and get people over and um playing wild which is honestly a little bit surprising i think that they would even um try and push something and actually allocate a lot of resources to to push that kind of thing I, I agree too because that's something that hasn't been demonstrated in the past. And in, in terms of the power creep thing, like I, I might be eating these words, uh, you know, in the future once this comes down, uh, once this if it ever does release, like it appears that it's going to. Uh, could it really be that much worse than like the past two years of, of Arstone in terms of the the power creep? Um, <laughs> Never ask. Never ask. It yeah, yeah don't don't put it out trouble. there in the world like that. Come Nobody on. clip that. Let's go ahead and cut that. Actually, <laughs> cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Yeah. I mean, like like I said the last time we brought this up, though, like I would love it, and you made like an even better sales pitch than you did two weeks ago. So now I'm even more on board, Ruffle. Um, but like like I said, I I have my hesitations about. So to get a little bit of off topic here, I was actually talking to my friends that play Magic about this. Of so like modern because they release these Modern Horizon sets, the format itself is a lot more balanced, but they're much more focused on the cards from these two sets rather than cards from the history of the game. Kind of like the intent of these Eternal formats are supposed to be, um, and so. I, I'm a little bit wary of that, but goddamn, like Raffle Sale Pitch got me, dude. I am I'm down for new stuff, all all the good things that come with it. And like I said, I trust the Hearthstone team a hell of a lot more than I do the magic design team. And, and like they'll come in and they'll make changes, right, if they need to. So I mean, compared to two weeks ago, I'm even more on board uh yep. than when I was. And again, like that's how many decks are built around cards released in the past two years already right we had that problem with class lines um so i, I definitely understand <laughs> the problem but like we've we've had phases where we lived that problem as it is so like why not give us more possibilities to live that reality right like i, I just like having options that's why i play the wild format so if you're introducing new cards 
that are maybe allowing other archetypes to catch up uh, to, you know, um, decks that have gotten support over the past two years, then you, theoretically you have more options. Like things are never going to be perfectly balanced. And, you know, that's part of what the wild format is anyway, is is playing broken things. So, I, you know, Mouth, I thought you were all about just more decks and more classes having more broken things. Yeah, I'm, I'm just worried about the, the broken thing being all the same, you know, like that's I, I don't want to talk about too much of, of magic on, on a Hearthstone podcast, but a lot of the decks in modern really revolve around like a set of like 10 or 15 cards right now where like it's just wrong for you to be playing a deck if you're trying to be competitive that doesn't include those 10 or 15 cards, right? And I'm just a little bit hesitant of like if they push something so much. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Fortunately, I, I guess the what the last thing I'll say about this is the the you know Hearthstone being digital, they they have levers that they can pull to exactly to adjust that if need be. Yeah. Um, that you know, Paper Magic uh, doesn't, and they've already shown the a willingness to um, you know make changes. If albeit a little bit slower than some of us would like, um, that still happens. So. Yeah, that was kind of exactly my point, right? They they will come in and balance things if things tend to be. Um, not balanced or not to their liking which is why like i much more than i was two weeks ago i am down for this let's do wild specific cards mm-hmm. i'm ready for it i'm excited um and sort of related to that i don't know if you guys saw the the matt london tweet um Rafael, you, you probably would enjoy this matt tweeted out a question of the day uh what what effect would this card have on hearthstone uh a one mana spell that says look at your opponent's hand choose a card from it and then they discard that card so uh yeah corpse eyes just got really big (laughs) i I saw that tweet and as a former mono black degenerate i was drooling over it obviously that would not be a one mana effect in in hearthstone and certainly would need some restrictions involved also people would hate it so it would probably never get printed because people would be miserable but i i would that's the only card i would ever play i I mean as corp as somebody who's never played magic how are you feeling about this card how how busted does it sound I need to reread the tweet. You said one mana spell, look at the hand discard? Is that what you just said? Look at your opponent's hand, choose a card from it, and they discard that card. Well, that seems... Like, oh, I don't don't like any of that. Like, oh, 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 that's so... What if it specifies, though, that it's a non-land card? Mm, Yeah, that would um, make a huge difference. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Absolutely. I know what those words mean. No, um... (laughs) Uh, yeah, I don't like cards. I mean, if you change it like that, um, I don't like Wait, cards. Wait, hold on, hold on. Just clipping. Um, I don't like cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. I, I don't like cards that are completely neuter decks uh, 100%. You know, that's why I don't like Elusia. I don't really like hard tech. I, lo- I don't like Geist. I don't like the idea of this card. <laughs> if it was Shuffle, you know, if it was like a more of a delayed effect, not a hard discard, game's over um then yeah sure but i think that kind of effect is really toxic and gross and there's a reason i didn't want to lose you back and there's a reason we don't have a lose you back let's not print this card um i need to go look at the replies on this though i hadn't i hadn't seen this tweet before. <laughs> oh there's 123 no, I, of them you'll have fun yeah i think it was it was intended to be like a a bit of a troll post i don't think yeah. it's meant to be taken seriously <laughs> I, but in in reality i think that something like it more like an inquisition of causal like where you're actually looking at uh, a reduced mana cost so that you're maybe three or less, four or less, something like that. So really all it's doing is an early game disruption to your opponent's curve. I think that could actually be legitimately interesting. Um, maybe you have the possibility to hit like a, you know, a lower cost mana uh, or lower mana cost uh, combo piece as well, like an inner fire or divine spirit, but like you're not hitting uh, a Mechathune or something along those lines and just completely neutralizing a big bomb uh, when condition like that. Obviously, you know, you're still there's going to be some collateral damage where you, you do just completely neutralize somebody's win condition. But I think it's still, I don't know. I think those cards are interesting. You should have more counterplay in, in Hearthstone, and that's one way to do it. I mean, there was one of the uh, one of the replies to that tweet was actually kind of like Star Student Selena. I don't blame you if you guys don't know what this card is, but it's that four mana legendary from Demon Hunter that said like, discover it. if this card is in the outcast spot, discover a card from your opponent's hand, shuffle it into their deck. And so an effect like that, where, like you said, Corb, where it just, like, shuffles it into your deck to buy you time in order to, like, set up a dirty route later mm. on or whatever to try to slow down kind of the super aggressive or super fast combo decks, rather. Um, just slow them down until you can t- 
set up your disruption that's more consistent uh could be interesting i i'm also on the boat of of raffle though like i, I love thought seas and i am I'm, if, yeah i'm I, down I mean, for it you, man <laughs> if you look at stalina though like that it is a one mana effect right she has three mana's worth of stats it's conditional the problem with Stolina, though, is because of the discover, it's so un for not just even the conditional nature of it makes it unreliable, but the fact that it's discover when combo decks tend to hold a lot of cards means it's unreliable and not necessarily going to even be a hit on the piece that you need. And then the fact that it's attached to a minion also makes it poor tempo, so it's just like it, um, you know, there are a lot of things that create issues with uh, Stolina to make it a lot worse than a one mana spell would be, but, uh, you know. Stalina's a, a trash card, and she always has been. I'm just picturing, like, playing as a quest mage, and you just rip this card on one, and like, you just discard the opponent's quest, and it's just like, oh, well, that was a game of Hearthstone. Yeah, cool, disruption. We got counterplay. Let's go. Yeah. I'm... We'll talk about quest mage. Maybe that's they perfectly fine. <laughs> they should have chosen not to be on the coin. Obviously, yes. Skill issue, Fingers right? Like. Skill diff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, related to this, let's move on to our next question. Um, so David Quick asked the question, I heard a rumor that a rotating format may be in the works. Um, if something like that were pursued, how many expansions would be included per cycle and how often would the format rotate? So kind of building off the idea of Classic being turned into this rotating constructed format. And Ixar kind of confirms that as well. Uh, so he replies, there's a lot of ideas being mauled here. We've been talking lately about a Classic through Mean Streets of Gadgetsan format. So essentially the wild mode when Mean Streets of Gadgetsan was out. So we might create some new straight to wild cards just for whatever format we make as well. This idea is far from finalized though. Um, so again, just another soft confirmation of things that we have talked about in the past. Uh, so maybe we spent a little bit of le uh, less time here than we did on the, uh, the new cards. Um, but just kind of little, it seems like a little bit less confirmed than straight to wild cards, but it does sound like the rotating format, uh, is something that it, they've been talking about pretty seriously uh, over there at Blizzard. Yeah, the the one thing I just want to add to this is that, like I'm a little confused by that the the combining of these two things. Like a rotating format would be like so that you could relive the main streets of gadgets on the days, right? Mm -hmm. But then on top of that, they're talking about injecting wild cards for that new rotating format. But then it like loses the nostalgia because you're you're no longer so. I don't know. I feel like um, it's confusing to me that those are being thrown together. Uh, but maybe, maybe it's a way to get people rather than having to play all of Wild to be able to play the the new format. And that's a smaller ask, I guess. But like, who really realistically still has their Mean Streets gadgets and cards that aren't playing Wild right now? So it's like, I don't know. The the like, I don't, I don't see how these two things are are related like they are in the tweet. Maybe I'm just misreading it. Yeah, I'm also confused, uh, to be honest. I, I feel like they're either two different ideas. Basically, just talk about the classic straight to SOG, and then they're like, oh, and by the way, we might also do cards if we do something else. Um, but I'm also just confused why we're talking about classic in the first place. I, I don't know. <laughs> I well, don't know what's going they, on there. I think that he, they've talked about updating classic for quite a long time because, I mean, classic is not uh, you know, popular. It's dead. Right? Yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> I know. I, I know you don't want to. I don't like saying that because people people do enjoy it. Like from yeah. a lot of from standard players' perspective, Wild is dead. From you know Legends of Ruterra players, Hearthstone is dead. Like uh, I, so, <laughs> like it, it's a uh, it, it's obnoxious. Like but yeah, for, I mean, the it's not nearly as popular as people predicted to be. It was supposed to be the Wild Killer, right? And um, it, it didn't really catch on. So I think that they're looking. That's kind of rather than introducing yet another new game mode, which I think, um, you know, in a um, in a follow, following thread, something that, like, Dean alluded to was that, like, there are already a lot of ways to play Hearthstone. Adding more ways to play Hearthstone doesn't really add too much. So, like, if they're going to add new ways to play, you're probably going to lose something, and Classic is kind of an easy one to lose right now because it's not terribly popular. So I think that it, it would go... Basically, the classic through um, uh, Mean Streets of Gadgets and would replace classic entirely as a, as a format, and then they would expand upon that over time, I think, is the idea. But that still doesn't, in, you know, it, like, explain the uh, the injecting new cards into that format, because, like, maybe they think that they, after 
um, how fast Classic fell off. Maybe they think that in order to get some um, appeal for this game mode, they need to like inject some new cards to get people to try it out. Is I I, I don't know. I, that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, old meta with a twist, basically, just like sprinkling some new ideas on what went wrong, maybe with gadgets in, and like sort of adjust it, and I don't know, buff some other classes. I don't know exactly how what the thinking would be. Yeah, give Jade Rogue the finally an additional card so that they can <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> actually have the same number of Jade cards as other decks. Yeah, so one of the funniest, um, you know, balance things that we ever found out about, you know, the the incredible fear that the dev team had of Jade Rogue, and then you know, it's just funny how everything panned out. Um, just saying that is just it, weird. Just <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I yeah. I think I am just very excited to see not only these new cards that we know are totally coming, right, hundred percent confirmed, but also Raffle won't say it. Why Classic is dead? Okay, and so while people might still play it, I I'm excited to see them what they'll do to the format, right? Um, I was cracking up at Ruffle. It's like, no, that's, it's not dead, but um, yeah, it's not quite as popular as uh, some of the poems. I don't that's know. Putting, like, I think the devs even have admitted that, like, yeah, it's, uh, in the XR AMA, he said, like, after the first two weeks, the play rate dropped off very significantly. Yeah. So, no, it's, yep. I'm not disputing that, but it's dead, Ruffle. <laughs> I'm calling it dead to be obnoxious. Like, I know it's I know. obnoxious. I know so, you. Yeah. I know you, but I, I still couldn't help but. Uh, but yeah. uh, get triggered by, <laughs> by it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with uh, what Ixa was talking about, about the abundance of game modes. And I definitely feel that a lot of the time in Hearthstone is that it can be almost a little bit overwhelming. There's a lot of stuff in Hearthstone. I play Hearthstone almost every day, basically. And like I stream it and do a lot of stuff with it, even off stream. And there's still so much of it that I just don't touch. And it's kind of like, this is whether it's the... the um, PvE type content or even like duels. I haven't touched Mercs in a very, very long time, but I'm probably not going back to that. But um, this is sort of like uh, a ridiculous amount of options that players do have, and it is difficult to keep up. So, mm -hmm. all right, they are. Um, do, you, do you think they just have too much right now, or do you think it's like I, a sweet spot? I, I think it's bordering on too much. I, I didn't do. Yeah. I, I didn't do Book of Mercenaries because it just felt like a, a bit of a time sink. I like I did the mm -hmm. first one. The and that's just me like the solo content has never really been my thing i know people like it and i know people like the storytelling associated with uh the book of mercenaries and i do feel like i missed out on a little bit of that because i didn't want to have to go through the motions of like playing against a dumb ai to uh to get that yeah, story same. because it was just kind of time consuming i still don't have a tavish hero portrait because i haven't played a tavern brawl in like however long that's been out uh because like there's there's too many other things that I want to do in Hearthstone. Like I like battlegrounds, I like auto battlers, but like I don't know, I don't, I, I don't feel like I need more Hearthstone in in my life. Your life. And yeah. Like there's, there there's too many. Yeah, I I think that they're probably at a point where they're probably at too many game modes already. Mercenaries is like its own entire different game, um, mm. and in the same way that battlegrounds is, and uh, you know it. That's good because it appeals to a different audience and maybe brings them over to, to Hearthstone. But, like, I don't think we need another way to play constructed Hearthstone in particular, um, necessarily. Um, so I think that the kind of one-in, one-out thing might mm -hmm. be a good way of doing it. I know that, like, uh, League of Legends has rotating um, kind of uh, game modes that are only available for periods of time, and so that's something with the... Um, you know that that's something that maybe classic can be where it's uh where it's rotating uh different sets um but then it's not really classic so <laughs> do you just like axe classic completely uh what happens to the the people that do enjoy it and do still want to play it and you know that kind of thing so there's like i don't know it's a, it's a tough decision because uh a rotating format in particular is something that people have been asking for for a long time but so is classic Again, people really thought Classic was going to save Hearthstone, and like it. I, I know you're shaking your head, but like that was an opinion that was held like strongly held. In hindsight, it looks ridiculous, but people really truly believed that like peak Hearthstone was crashing Yetis into each other and like uh, like force of nature combos, and that's what people actually wanted. And if the devs just went back to that design philosophy 
everything would be better. And, you know, some the customer isn't always right, you know? Like, sometimes we don't know what's best for ourselves is, is the reality of it. So um, I, I would see a rotating format being a good thing. But again, you still need a player base for any format to be successful. And when you're, you know, polling from two different um, pools of players, which is what's likely going to happen in that situation, you're going to have a decrease in popularity and you're spreading your players too thin, I guess is the, the point I'm making. I mean, I can see that, but I'm also, I'm in the boat of the more ways to play, the better, right? For whatever people enjoy, whether that is classic as much crap as we're giving it and by we i mean me um or or duels or arena like whatever people want to play i think i think it's fine as long as like the ui and the player base can support it which is what you were kind of just getting at with the with the player base but it's also there's there's not enough space in the ui for another mode uh, of constructed hearthstone so um would have to take a lot of manpower there i think in order to to keep classic around while introducing a, a rotating format as well yeah i mean my my concern is obviously the uh what Rafa was talking about about being spread a bit too thin um i think we've seen a lot of game modes sort of just not given appropriate attention and it's very understandable right because we're talking about the incredible abundance of options that players do have in hearthstone but we've seen things like arena and tavern brawl really fall off I, I think in terms of attention and obviously there's going to be um currently some restructuring going on that's the whole point of what matt, matt london is doing under the uh the modes team so we'll have to see where things end up landing um and hopefully it becomes a little bit more um you know uh, not necessarily hands-on but there's probably a little bit more attention to some of those game modes that have fallen off a little bit um and yeah obviously whatever they end up doing with classic and casual uh i know they talked about excel uh, was talking about casual uh potentially getting replaced as well um so yeah, we'll see where things end up yeah and one last thing i'll say about this is that like even though the game modes that aren't for me like the the solo adventures and uh the book of mercenaries in particular do have a lot of players that do like people were asking me to play that constantly so um that like i would consider that a success even if it wasn't for me right and that was uh, largely put together by um if not entirely put together by matt london so like i feel like we're in pretty good capable hands in terms of somebody overtaking the uh, the modes um umbrella i guess you could call it which uh now includes wild even though we're not in the modes menu um <laughs> we are kind of we well we are kind of otherized right like the, i wonder know, if for, we're gonna get moved are we gonna get moved down uh you know what i would happily get moved down if it stopped asking me or if it stopped you wanna, like defaulting me yeah. yeah if it stopped defaulting me to switching to standard every time i build a new deck and saying that deck is only for wild games and it was like i was just playing wild two seconds ago so i would happily move if, if that would stop because i play a new deck like two times uh a stream and it's like it's exhausting to have to get yelled at by hearth every time anyway i feel like we're in good hands um they are clearly weighing some of the same concerns that we've already spoken about in terms of meowth wanting more ways to play that's something that they're aware of as and you know me being a little bit more conservative maybe and saying that like we can't spread things too thin and there are too many options available because like maybe if you're having different game modes like doesn't that justify a, a team associated with it like don't like I, I don't know like and that means that those new game modes have to bring on revenue and then if they they don't uh and they don't um have a team associated with it and they aren't supported properly the players feel kind of abandoned and like that feels bad so i don't know yeah the the eternal struggle uh we'll see we'll see what happens i mean we, we've been talking a lot about these tweets in the past like three weeks I don't think we're going to see anything acted upon for a very long while. Maybe like very end of this year it would probably be like the earliest that I would expect something. If not like next year when we see the roadmap for the 2023 Hearthstone mm -hmm. year include something yeah. about these modes. No, I think those are important expectations to set because it's clear that uh, it's clear they have a desire to introduce some new cards. But like even reading Dean's tweet, it's clear that they're not set in terms of what they want to do and it takes time to not only develop cards but test them and uh like actually be able to implement things if they're introducing new mechanics or anything like that so it's like yeah we're, we're a ways out um 
you know they're working on cards for probably next year already right or or close yeah. to the end of this year so to expect the 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 wild injection to be um on that same or on a shorter time frame is uh, a little bit unrealistic all right speaking of i think it's time we actually dive into some wild for uh, for today's episode so i know this i'm not gonna lie to you spent a lot longer on this than i thought we were going to but i think it was really good discussions uh, and so hopefully we can carry on into uh, discussing some of these decks that I want to talk about this week. So um, last week we kind of talked about first impressions of the uh, Voyage to the Sunken City Wild metagame. And so today I want to spend a little bit more time on uh, on a few of these select decks. Uh, just because these are the decks that are kind of receiving a lot of reaction from the, uh, the community. Um, in terms of, oh I hate playing against this, versus like, oh this deck seems like really strong and one of the better decks in the format. Um, and so last week we spent a lot of time on stuff like Mech Mage, Mech Paladin, Pirate Rogue. Um, and so I want to start today talking a little bit about, um, let's start with some Druid. Uh, and so I know when we uh, we got these balance changes, uh, we saw Kazakasan and Miracle Growth both get, both get hit. And uh, we kind of questioned, uh, would slow Druids survive without Kazakasan? Were, were these slower decks or versions of Druid going to still be good enough? Um, and it seems kind of like week two consensus. Uh, the answer is very resoundingly yes, uh, including Kazakasan itself. I think I've seen a lot of Dragon Druids um, primarily running the same list plus two Emerald Explorers. So this is a six mana four eight taunt that discovers a dragon, and they seem to be having a lot of success. But the slower Druids they encapsulate Celestial Alignment uh, with a either a Togwaggle or a Mechathune Wincon. Uh, Linecracker Druid is back. Uh, slow druid archetype still exists uh, i don't know if you guys have played it a bunch but uh, how are you guys feeling about uh but druid uh i think the only druid i've played since the nerfs has been a um reno druid which not really the you know comparable to any of these um you know looking at some of the stats though um i feel like dragon and uh, Cthulhu are both kind of underperforming a little bit where they were prior to it um you know it's you can get the dra- the the Kazakhstan online it's not terribly difficult with the emerald um discover uh effect but like the problem remains the the benefit to Kazakhstan over something like a Cthulhu was that you get it online almost immediately and you just find your win condition and go um you retain some card draw and you can really churn through your deck especially you, you know when you're at 10 plus mana after a guff but you can essentially just slam it on curve and end the game quickly which is what you need in the current format and like having to play you know 25 mana plus worth of dragons in order to get the Cthulhu or the Kazakhstan online just like that that's time consuming even for a druid because uh those are those aren't things that you can cheat out you have to you have to play them from hand so uh, i i think and it, it tends to be the case because it, it always um, uh, it has an, you know, is underplayed in terms of its strength. I think the way to go is probably a Linecracker Mechathune. Um, I think I saw some preliminary stats that were suggesting that that's actually the uh, druid that's performing the best. Um, and possibly even a, a, a Togwaggle, although I don't want it to be the case. Um, I could really see the Nourish change um, making a big difference in... Uh, Celestial Alignment decks, I think we talked about this last week, uh, just for um, not only ramping to the alignment, but also churning through your deck afterwards because it's a it's a nature spell. So uh, those are the, the the directions I would lean for uh, Druid. I don't know. I haven't played enough of either to um, to make a call on what's better, but that, that would be my, um, my guess in terms of uh, where to take Druid. Yeah, uh, Druid is probably one of the big things that I'm going to be trying over the next few days. It's like one of the things that I'm kind of interested in trying to figure out just because of, um, well, mostly just for like THL, you know, just the league stuff. I want to figure out what to do with this class. Um, I think that Kazakasan is holding up pretty well with the Emerald Explorer change, which isn't kind of what I expected. I, I think it's doing a little bit better than I, than I was anticipating. Um, just... 
whether <laughs> I don't know. Druid is such a messy situation right now that there's still like a lot of question marks and and things like that, which um would have been nice to sort of solve by now. But it definitely seems like the Kazakhstan build with Emerald Explorer, uh, from what I'm seeing, does seem solid. Um, the alignment decks also seem to be doing all right as well, depending on just how, like, there's a lot of differences in builds with alignment. It's very all over the place. Um, a lot of the more prominent alignment players really pushing these cutting Oaken summons lists and they're running like Pride Seeker and it's just really bad. Like, I think this is not something that you want to be doing, you know, despite the, you know, the, sometimes when you one trick decks, I think, um, for a long time, you end up making stranger and stranger card choices. I've talked about this before, but I think like you start looking for reasons to experiment and change things because you just don't want to do the conventional thing that everyone else is doing. Um, but yeah, don't cut open summons. Open summons is kind of good. I, um, <laughs> I saw somebody so, play the Red Seeker against me today and I, I, I didn't know what they were doing. I was just, I was mentally and in terms of like my, my setup, preparing for the Oaken summons on four, they jammed a pride seeker and I just went, Oh, that's a, that's now a card that beats me that I don't have to play around anymore. So perfect. Outstanding. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know what to do with Druid, whether it's Mechathod, Togwaggle alignment or just dragons. I think dragons are right. Reina Druid kind of looks a little bit real. Uh, like not that bad I, I think it's probably a little bit below reno paladin but in terms of like random jank pile that somehow works it's kind of looking similar to reno paladin where that was not too long ago so that's kind of something to keep an eye on as well i think um in terms of slower druid archetypes yeah. well it i think that those slower decks like that that are hyper defensive or have the capacity to be hyper defensive whether it's dragon druid or reno druid really benefit from a deck like uh pirate rogue being that mm -hmm. top deck right now right because when um w when pirate warrior was the big bad or even questline hunter was the the big bad like that it, it wasn't really feasible to just like say i'm going to out heal you uh because the pirate warrior had an ability on you still and the um the the questline hunter when it got ferocious or furious i'll just like it it didn't care like there's no amount of health that you can accumulate that's going to stop it so um yeah i think that the the metagame is a little and that's what i enjoy about it it's a little bit more open for that type of like just strict control we're seeing people have decent success with uh um you know lower curve hype like hyper removal uh reno warlock and even reno mage i i, I joked about uh pocket galaxy um, that's not the way to build Reno Mage, but like I, I still, <laughs> even even then, because I had the capacity to like ice block and heal, um, I could beat a, a a pirate rogue, and it was like it was just kind of a um, a fine thing. So I think the the metagame is maybe allowing those type of decks to be more successful uh, because of the popularity and prominence of uh, of pirate rogue. Yeah, I mean we've said a lot of druid decks. I also want to bring up just like Kalthos druid as like something that i think people should maybe play more of i mean I, that's kind of what i've been playing a ton of this season with like it's 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 technically cthune druid but like i'm not running spreading plagues i'm just running like double ui double miracle growth double scale alongside uh kalthos poison seeds gloop sort of thing and you kind of just then now have like four or five disgusting druid high rolls that you can do right between oaken uh guff on curve Kalthos cheese and then like twig sphere like you alongside like gloop seed scale have access to 17 mana on turn four without twig sphere um like I, I it's been really good for me uh but i don't see anybody else playing it and so i'm not sure if it's just like hipster me or if it's just like what's going on with that but believe it or not Kalthos, even after he was nerfed still seems like a pretty good card I mean, the day of the Kael'thas nerf, I got Kael'thas off of a Barnes, like, <laughs> like less than an hour into stream, and they, I was like, oh, there's no way they can kill me, and then sure enough, my hero exploded. So I can definitely, like, you can still get stupid turns, especially this person wasn't even running the, the gloop, uh, floops gloop. So, like, yeah, you could just make a big enough turn to, um, you know, like, they don't have, their hero doesn't have to explode. You can just get them the turn after, right, if you... Uh, if you combo early enough or if you combo with enough um you know support like 
it's it's still a big turn and i, I could definitely see that being um a way to uh make Cthulhu a little bit more viable and really turn through the uh the deck quickly all right so let's move on to uh the next deck here uh that i think has kind of really risen in popularity um because it like it's good enough into rogue and it also like counters a lot of the druids that you're seeing on ladder so we're talking about some uh, some quest shaman here or drekthar shaman or frog shaman um so basically the expansion dropped and uh people are experimenting with bioluminescence uh in their decks and as a result have kind of shoved back in the quest um and so with that you're able to drop a lot of the the burn that a lot of people deem unnecessary uh i don't know how true that is but you get to drop stuff like lava burst you get to drop stuff like what is the name of that serpent shrine portal i believe is the name uh you get to like drop torrents and now you're running a little bit more defensive early game spells that help against rogue and you don't have to worry about not having enough damage because you get to go like play brucon play double uh the one mana spell that summons two one ones with rush I don't know, violent outburst. Voltaic burst. Voltaic. I wanted to call it violent burst, but that wasn't right. Uh, and then you like bioluminescence, and all of a sudden you have like plus fourteen spell damage. So each crackle that you're playing, which by the way you're playing two of them, each deals like twenty something damage. You have enough burn. Um, and so this is kind of the new build that's been uh, running around. Uh, people are thinking it's really really good. I don't know how how exactly true that is, but it it kind of has some uh, some gross potential there with like turning through your deck with the frog as well as some pretty reliable and consistently insane uh burst damage at the end yeah i mean it is still just like frog shaman right like you you, you draw the frog you do stupid things um but um i'm a big proponent of the fact that like you are cutting a lot of cards that feel clunky unnecessary you go real light on the spell curve um giving yourself like you only want run one three mana spell that allows you to complete the quest a lot quicker it allows you to make use of your mana a lot more effectively um and like like you said the the taunt does actually have a meaningful impact on the uh the, the rogue matchup like yeah it's only a three three but if that soaks up you know four health from the weapon it's you know that's a pretty good job and um you can maybe set up for um that in conjunction with some of the removal allows you to to set up to actually have a chance against the rogue and there is no world in which this deck doesn't have enough burst damage because of the fact that not only are you doubling up the bioluminescence you're doubling up the spells after it so you just talk a bunch of spells at your opponent's face and like even a card like overdraft um you know the second time you play it with brucan is typically you know nothing because uh you've already uh, unlocked your mana crystals but it's hitting for 14 because the second time because it's uh <laughs> because of the 14 spell damage you have on the board so like the i think it's i think it's the way to build it um just because of the extra draw that it has you can really squeeze in a lot of the um the low cost spells that are kind of like do i run this or is it a cut like wind chill is uh actually really helpful in that list and uh gets you through your deck a little bit quicker and help helps you find the frog so um then in addition to that, because you're not as reliant on overdraft for like your finishing burst, you can use that a lot more effectively to unlock your mana crystals, giving you the ability to be more defensive in the early game as well. So I, th I think it's just the way to build the deck um, right now. Yeah, I actually like the portal and um, stuff like that. Uh, I, I don't know. I tend to like this because I think that I think it's not bad in terms of like fighting for tempo, mostly. Um, so I kind of like it, but. As for the the deck overall, um, it's one of the best decks in the format. Like I think it's I think it's tier one. I think, I think it's really really good. Um, it's kind of reminded me a little bit of like Inner Fire or Beast Druid or even Mechathun Warlock initially, where it kind of snuck up on people and it'll eventually probably propagate. But um, right now it's very under the radar. But it's absolutely one of the best decks I think in the format and something that people are definitely picking up a bit more. Um, but it's still so under the radar relative to, you know, how it seems to be performing right now. Yep. So get your frogs out there. Frog was indeed uh, the problem, right? Uh, three mana draw, 10 seems kind of busted. Um, speaking of sneaking up on people, uh, should, we, should we talk about Quest Mage and uh, the reaction that people are having in Legend uh, to this deck? Because it seems like it's getting a lot of steam. People are flocking towards the deck. And um, it, it turns out that it's performing 
pretty damn well. I know we were talking last uh, last episode about, oh, I mean, this deck's really fun, but it's kind of toxic, but it's, like, not very good. We, like, think it's, like, tier 3, tier 4. Um, I mean, just buying ourselves a little bit towards, uh, like, THL stats, the competitive, you know, wild league. I, I know that takes bans into account and everything like that, but it held almost, like, a 70% win rate over there. People are playing it all over, at least on NA High Legend Ladder. Um Corb, you're making a face at me. I don't know if it's a good or a bad face. Oh, I don't. I don't really think it's that good. So, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm not really sold on the whole quest mage. I, I my opinion hasn't really changed from where it was last week. I think I'm somewhere in between the two of you, but I don't. I don't. I think that a lot of decks tend to get uh, overestimated uh, in a combination of high, super high legend and um, like tournament play because those are not the same. Like, uh, the, the, that's that's not uh descriptive of the wild ladder as a whole like at you talked about banning people or bans in uh tournament play but like on top of that you 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 are playing against you know relatively similar people every time you're um matched up you have you know who you're going to be matched up you know sometimes ahead of time so you can play deck in expecting that and then on top of that like high legend you're queuing into the same like three to five people for hours on end every day so you can again predict what decks are going to be played you don't see a lot of uh, hyper aggro and like people come to the conclusion that pillager rogue is the best deck in the format as a result of that kind of thing so like um you know i don't think that i don't think that super high legend is necessarily indicative indicative of the ladder as a whole it's not a skill issue it's just a like it's a sampling issue yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just, I, I brought it up as a, people are playing this, and no, it's becoming more popular, and people are talking about, like, how toxic it is to play against. Yeah, I think no, that's it, where I was going towards. It, it's absolutely toxic. So is Pillager Rogue. Uh, but that doesn't, like, but it, it, I feel like it has to hit a certain level of power or popularity before it actually starts becoming a, a legitimate problem. Like, I don't know, isn't Questline Hunter just going to melt this deck? Be, but, like, just flare and kill you before you even get your extra turns going um like if people start playing um aggro rogue at uh at higher legend are like are you able to get your icebox down in time to to prevent you from dying like um i, I would be more curious to see some of the like the decks actual matchup spread before i start um mm -hmm. you know showing a, a, any alarm yeah. um but i think it I think it's a, certainly a deck to keep an eye on because if it does end up being as good as some as people think it is, I think well, again, like Pillager Rogue, it's a, it's one that's not fun for the opponent at all. So, yeah, uh, I I think it's a sim similar uh, like Ruffle was saying to sort of Pillager. Um, like I think that given the play pattern, um, you like even if it's a little bit better than that, that's pretty rough. Like it's gonna be a pretty miserable experience. Like I don't think the deck is that bad. I'm probably a, uh, I said I felt I said I felt similar or mostly the same as last week. I guess um I basically see it as something that will probably land in tier three, like high tier four, like that kind of range. Like I don't really see it being one of the premier decks of the format. Um, I think the you know the mech decks, rogue decks, a lot of the warlock decks, even warlock, mechathun warlock, um the shaman that I was talking about earlier. Like I think a lot of these decks are going to be better than than quest mage but in terms of the the uh inevitable like combo that is uninteractive and you can't get over it like that's the big thing right like you can't ever outlast quest mage because quest mage has this very very defined cap and there's always decks like this in this for in in wild right there's like certain decks that you just can't get over and that was ignite mage that was uh odd questline hunter um that's sort of the, the role they fulfill in the format and those decks are obviously particularly grating for a lot of people because they just farm the absolute hell. Like, these are the types of decks that have 90-10 matchups when you queue up a slow druid deck and you know, all of a sudden you just get beaten down for 10 turns in a row. Um, and I think that these decks are typically a bit overrated, especially because they, um, when they have high rolls, like, sometimes the quest mage does complete quest by turn 4. And it's basically the same feeling of a pillager rogue killing you on turn 4. It's the exact same thing. Um, but I think that because of the high rolls and because of the polarizing nature of the decks and that kind of thing, they do uh, get overrated a little bit. Um, I'm hoping that it doesn't get refined more. I'm hoping that things don't get figured out. I'm hoping that it stays about where it is because I'm hoping that this win rate 
means it won't keep popping up more and more because I really don't like playing against it. I really hate this deck and I don't want to play even Hunter and stuff like that. That would be a bad time. Um, but we'll see. It's definitely dangerous and I'd be interested in seeing where things land in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, the win rate is steadily increasing from when we talked last week, right? And so, mm-hmm. I mean, it, when it was increasing from the win rate that it started at, not the most impressive thing. But if it keeps going up, like like you said, maybe it is time to at least keep an eye on it. Maybe check it out, learn how to play it, how to play against it, just so that if it does actually become super popular, you at least like. I mean, play against it. You, just, something. Have to, yeah, you, you don't play. Face, I mean, yeah. you play against it by you killing them on turn five or six, right? Like, that's what you do. <laughs> right. I will. I will yeah, say. I, I think probably. it's it's been increasing in popularity because Shaman was increasing in popularity, and this deck has like three or four ice blocks, which has probably got something to do with it. Um, but yeah, I, that that like Ruffle was talking about that might just be because like High Legend meta is weird and. For some reason, aggro is never super popular at High Legend, and so it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I, I'm kind of in a weird boat here because like I enjoy playing the deck, but I also recognize that it's super toxic. So I don't I don't really know how I'm supposed to feel about all this. I think if the deck remains at about where we thought it was last week, I think it's okay. If it gets too much stronger than that, I think that's cause for concern. I'm probably somewhere in between. I don't I don't know. It's maybe maybe rating it a, a little bit higher than. Corb has it right now, but um, I don't think that it's. I, I I don't think it's a top tier deck. I think it it um, it's exceptionally unfun to play against for certain decks because you legitimately feel like you just queue into a mage, see the quest come down, and it's like, well, it's hopeless, uh, right? It's you just so concede. miserable. Yeah, and like yeah, they, there is very limited counterplay for it. You, you either. Um, kill them on turn five, or you set up lethal and spike Lotheb on turn five, and it just it, it doesn't feel good. Um, it, for me, it feels similar, but quite a bit worse than playing against Free Shaman, uh, because like if you're playing a board based, um, you know, minion deck, um, if they start chaining the Snowfall Guardians, it's like they're taking extra turns anyway. So it, like that's kind of reminiscent of uh, of the deck for me personally, because it does just feel like, you know, kind of watching the opponent uh, play the game for a few turns, and that feels bad. There's a little bit more counterplay against Free Shaman, I'll admit, but like it has very similar uh, vibes where if you don't kill them by a certain t- point, you just get to watch the opponent play Hearthstone. It's like a beautiful hybrid of Ignite Mage and Free Shaman, and I think I just threw up a little bit thinking about that. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see how the meta continues to develop here. Uh, we've kind of talked about three of the slower decks uh, slash combo decks uh, in the format. Is there anything else you guys want to touch on uh, before we head out for the uh, for the night? Uh, not too much. No, I, I'm. I haven't really been playing a ton since the patch dropped. I've just uh, had to head out. So um, this is definitely going to be the week where I, I feel like I'm going to do a lot of experimenting and trying to figure things out. And uh, you know, information's flowing in. Um, so we're gonna have a very, very good picture, I think, compared to where we have been in the by the time we get to next episode. Yeah, I think that um, the one thing I'll add is that we talked a lot about uh, at the beginning, or not a lot, but we talked a little in the beginning about uh, getting your demon under wins in while you can because of uh, a potential Drekthar nerf. Uh, you should probably do the same with a minion inner fire deck. That's the that is one deck that it that kind of abuses uh, Drekthar quite a bit and is overperforming its popularity um as it tends to do um you know crab rider came back and uh gave the the deck a bit of a boost which is gross um maybe we should be rooting for a direct nerf because like i i don't know i don't like dying on turn three or four to to this deck because i had somebody pull the most uh awful awful high roll against me where they hit two radiant elementals off of Drekthar and then immediately just like played their whole hand worth of spells and uh you know i i i I couldn't answer it because they like they went visions into thrive into visions into like divine spirit inner inner fire or no into double power word shield into divine spirit inner fire to like set up a uh you know a a kill against 128 128 right like it was (laughs) yeah this deck doesn't need to uh, be able to pull minion like I like playing against the deck, 
in most situations because you can just clear their minions and then they lose. They play a Drek'thar, that's three minions, you can't clear them, you lose. Like, it, like so, um, you know, get your reps in with this deck while you can. And, uh, and well, if you want to win games, then just don't queue into me. Maybe this is an, a topic for next week, but uh, people, I, people asked me this question last time I streamed of, like, how, how do you feel about Drek'thar and Wild? And Drek'thar is kind of gross, right? Because uh, uh, of to Arms. But it's also, like, pushed a whole bunch of decks to be, like, viable for the first time ever in, in Wild with stuff like Secret Hunters. So, like, we'll, we'll dive into this next week because I already see the, the looks on both of y'all's faces. <laughs> and I don't know if we have time for it this week. But we'll, we'll make sure we pin, uh, put a pin in it for next week. That's, might that's be another hot meow take too. here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but on that note, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, let's wrap this up. Yep. Yeah. All right, Corbin Ralph, thanks for uh, for joining me uh, week after week, even with my garbage takes. I'll let the people know where they can find you and your good takes. Uh, I wouldn't call all of them good, but you can find me at uh, Twitch uh, at Ralph and uh, YouTube under the same name, and uh, Twitter and Instagram at Ralph and you can find my exclusively correct uh, takes at Corbett on Twitch. And you can also find me at Corbett Games on YouTube and Twitter. Thank you very much for listening or watching. Yeah, and you can find me leaking my hot takes on Drekthor over at twitch.tv slash uh YouTube and Twitter at the same handle as well. Uh, before we head out for the day, uh, I do want to sell out another content creator who uh, we all featured on a, a show of his. Uh, so for those of you guys that don't know who Jordan MG is, Jordan makes some pretty high quality, funny Hearthstone videos. Uh, and we were part of uh, Hearthstone Jeopardy, the three of us competing against each other. It was a ton of fun. Had a lot of laughs. Make sure you guys, we won't spoil anything, but make sure you guys go check out that episode. Uh, we'll drop a link to it down in the show notes. It was a lot of fun, is all I got to say. No no leaks, but make sure you guys check it out. Uh, and we will see you guys same time, same place next week. Take care. <laughs>